Welcome to our once a week podcast entitled What's in a Hymn? It reflects on some of the hymns that God's people have sung for generations. Today we reflect on the hymn Just As I Am Without One Plea. This well-known hymn by Charlotte Elliott came out of a time of distressing thoughts that led to a spiritual conflict. She had a disability for most of her life and although devoted to her saviour and faithful in his service, she was plagued with unhappiness because of her seeming uselessness. In her distress, she questioned the reality of her whole spiritual life. So to deal with the conflict, she wrote down the great certainties of her salvation, her Lord, his pardon, his power, his promise, his peace, and heaven. The result was this hymn. And over the years since 1834, when this hymn was written, many Christians have shared her experience and have strengthened their faith over and over again through these familiar words. I think it's important to recognise that this is not just a conversion hymn written to reflect the sinner coming to Jesus in repentance and faith though it is often thought of such because of its frequent use at the Billy Graham Crusades all those years ago. Charlotte Elliott wrote this hymn many years after her conversion when she was struggling in her spiritual life. This is very much a pastoral hymn as well. Charles Spurgeon, who knew dark days of depression, treasured this as a precious hymn and included it in his Our Own Hymn Book. So let's take a quick overview of this hymn. Verse 1 is clearly a response to the Gospel. It is clearly the response of the repentant sinner who comes to Christ for salvation. They come in response to the Gospel call, which is not just outward but inward, and that thou bidst me come to thee. They are brought to a conviction that they can do nothing to save themselves, just as I am without one plea. And their trust for salvation is in the person and the atoning sacrifice of Christ Jesus. But that thy blood was shed for me, O Lamb of God, I come. In these words that finish every verse is the great truth reflected in John chapter 1, verse 29. The next day, John the Baptist saw Jesus coming towards him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Verse 2 reminds us that when the gospel call comes, we must not put it off until we've straightened out our life or made some improvements to it, so that we are acceptable to God. Just as I am, and waiting not, to rid my soul of one dark blot. So clearly in this hymn there is much gospel truth, but there is also much pastoral truth. For in the subsequent verses there is mention of the limitations and failure of which the soul is forever conscious not just at conversion.
So in verse 3, conflicts and doubts and fears. In verse 4, poverty of accomplishment, wretchedness, spiritual blindness. But then the hymn names one by one the opposites to our limitations, and these are all found in Christ. In verse 4, sight, riches, healing of the mind. In verse 5, welcome, pardon, cleansing, relief. The contemplation of these contrasts surely drives us into action in our daily struggles. O Lamb of God, I come. For the rest of her days, Charlotte Elliot prayed for God to remove her illness. And even when her struggle remained, she did not embrace bitterness. This earthly trial caused her to seek the Lord and trust firmly in his purposes in her life. And this is surely reflected in verse 6. Now to be thine, yea, thine alone. As we want to finish, I want to quote verse 7 in full. Just as I am of that free love, the breadth, length, depth and height to prove, here for a season, then above, O Lamb of God, I come. Charlotte Elliot knew that her salvation was all of the love and grace of God. She knew that she was sustained in her Christian life by the love and grace of God, a love and grace beyond compare. And this is the message we need to be reminded of continually. And also, as the hymn constantly reminds us, come daily to Christ Jesus for his grace. O Lamb of God, I come. Amen.